As you travel on the road to success, do you think it would be easier to get to your destination, to achieve your goals, by traveling on a paved road or an unpaved one? Probably the paved one, right? So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how we make our environment more conducive to achieving our goals. So if you have a particular habit in mind and you would like some help in making that habit stick, I'm going to be talking about the different aspects of your environment that you want to make sure you're taking into account because, well, they can be making it easier or much, much harder to achieving your goals. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So if you wanna find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health and feel empowered to live the life you want. You're in the right place. Episode number 196. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So if this is your first time joining the podcast, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Last week, I talked about the five keys to staying motivated. So this time of year, a lot of my clients have gotten into this mode of, okay, this is sort of the last real chance I have to accomplish some of the big goals that I set for myself for this year. So if you have a New Year's resolution that you're still like, oh, I would love to be able to not repeat what I set out to do in January, well, this episode is going to really help pave the way. So (laughs) it's a little pun, right? I, I titled this particular episode, Paving the Road to Success. I may end up changing it, but that's the, the working title I have right now. And really my goal here today is to talk about your environment shaping the path. So if you're familiar with the book Switch by Chip and Dan Heath, they talk about this concept of the rider, the elephant, and the path. So in their analogy or metaphor here, we're talking about the rider as the conscious mind. That's the version of you, that part of you that is making conscious, intentional choices. So when you set out with whatever goal, big goal or little goal that you want to achieve, that is the rider making the decisions. The elephant is the subconscious mind. 
and all the emotions that come into play that can either help you achieve your goals or sabotage your efforts. So we all can imagine that if you are a rider on an elephant heading in a particular direction on on this path, so to speak, that you want to take, if the elephant decides it doesn't want to do it, then you're the rider really isn't going to have much control. So this is really about how do you become aware of subconscious thoughts that you have and how do you trigger the emotions that you want so that you stay on this path that the rider, right, that conscious mind had wanted. And so in the book, Thoughts Are Habits too that I just finished writing that you can get a, an excerpt of at thoughtsourhabits2.com, okay? What I talk about is the process of really uncovering these unconscious thoughts, as well as how to make your conscious thoughts more effective at creating habits, okay? What I wanna focus on today, though, is shaping the path. And here I'm referring to our environment. And it's important to recognize that we have different levels of control. So before I get into it, there are two things I wanna cover. The first is I use a set of three questions here when we talk about habits. The first thing is, or the first question is, What are you trying to improve? And I really want you to define your goals with the bigger context in mind. So if, for example, your goal is to lose weight so you can be healthier, right? That healthier version of you that is able then to do the things that you really want to do in life. Then When you look at your plan, so first question is, what are you trying to improve? What's the plan? If your goal again is to lose weight and you're on a diet or some other kind of weight loss program that undermines your health, understanding that bigger context will inform you as to what plan you actually do end up implementing. And then the third question we need to answer is, how will you know? How will you know that you've improved? So we need to make sure that we have some metrics. And I'm a big fan of having both objective metrics as well as subjective. So if we talk about things like getting better sleep, I actually have an aura ring, which is supposed to be measuring my sleep, how much sleep I'm getting, the kind of sleep I'm getting, am I getting deep sleep, light sleep, REM sleep, all that good stuff. But it's also really important that I have my own sense of, well, how did I sleep last night? How rested do I feel? Both of those are really important to pay attention to. Okay, so how will you know? So when we, that's the first thing. So remember those three questions. What are you trying to improve? What's the plan? How will you know? 
The second part of it is to actually understand what the anatomy of a habit is. So when you're trying to create a habit, and mind you, when I talk about habits, the big difference between a habit and like a weight loss program is a habit is something that our goal will be to keep doing. This is something that we want to uh, have happen automatically for us, almost like a reflex, okay? When you talk about a weight loss program, oftentimes it's either you're on it or you're off of it. And there's kind of a finite period of time that you're looking for this to happen. So when we talk about things like how strong is your habit, part of that is like how automatic is it? How context dependent is it? So when I look at some of my strongest habits, I would say things like brushing my teeth is a really strong habit. It doesn't matter really where I am. When I get up in the morning, I wanna brush my teeth. Before I go to bed, I wanna brush my teeth. And if I don't get to do it, I, 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 I'm struggling, okay? Another one might be having my morning coffee. And these days, if I don't have a glass of water with my morning coffee, I'm looking for a glass of water as well. So I actually won't start drinking my coffee without a glass of water. It's kind of interesting. And that's, that hasn't been something I did my entire life. It actually is a habit. I decided I wanted to drink more water. And so I chose to do a little habit stacking where, well, I drink coffee in the morning already. I'm gonna add a glass of water my body really appreciates that first glass of water. Probably even more than the coffee. <laughs> I don't really feel the effect of not having that coffee until later in the morning. So I also tend to drink my morning coffee pretty slowly. So those are two habits for me that are pretty automatic, that are context independent. They happen all the time. That's the other thing is, given a certain set of circumstances, how automatic are they? Okay, so we are wanting to create those kinds of behaviors. Okay, so again, the first set of things to remember is what are you trying to improve? What's the plan? How will you know? The second now is that we need to understand the anatomy of a habit. So a habit always starts with some kind of cue that sets everything in motion. Think about like in the movies, with that uh, clapboard where they say, action, what's the cue, what's your routine, and what's the reward? And with every single habit, the way we learn how we choose what effort to put in or how much effort to put into what is really based on this anticipated reward. So it's really important when you're wanting to create a new habit that you are explicit about those things in creating that habit. So think in terms of like a habit by design. And this is also the knowing yourself, understanding what is the reward. And when you take those things into account, it makes it much, much more likely for that habit to stick, okay? the cue, the routine, and the reward. So when you look at making a habit stick, how do we make it easy? So 
when you're coming up with your plan, so you're in the writer mode, you can do things like, how do I make it 1% better? As James Clear says in Atomic Habits, what's the two-minute version? He also talks about that in his book. When you look at the routine, I want you to get super specific. Think it all the way through. Visualize it. Having that really specific plan makes it easier for it to happen. As a matter of fact, if you can anticipate obstacles and then have like a plan B, that will make it easier. Okay. When we talk about the elephant, this is where we do not want to trigger a state of scarcity. So if this is a new habit, there's always going to be some inertia, right? The way you've done it before is your comfort zone. So how do we, how do we overcome that inertia? How much energy is required to activate that new habit? We want to minimize the amount of friction that's there. And this is where environment can come in really handy. But the other thing is to pay attention to all the rewards that happen as you're going along in this habit, okay, in this new habit. So you can create almost little rewards along the way, okay? The second thing is not to trigger scarcity, but rather to create states of abundance. So always giving yourself permission to fail, to think in terms of the lessons, to, again, make it easy so that that elephant says, oh, this is easy. This is doable. I can do this. And then pay attention. Watch yourself succeeding. Give your brain evidence that it's working. Okay. And now the path. This is all about making it convenient. So when we look at your environment, what does it consist of? Well, we've got your physical environment and we have people, people in our lives that can either support us or undermine us. So my fundamental five self-care habits that I'm always telling people, this is where you want to start. It's to stay hydrated so we're talking about half your body weight in ounces of water. Eating five servings of fruits and vegetables. This is all about getting those micronutrients. Okay, so we're looking for three vegetables to two fruit. We want all the colors of the rainbow. We want to get in those green leafy vegetables like spinach and kale. Okay, and then moving more. So I say 30 minutes of mindful movement. Getting enough sleep, we're looking for seven to nine hours of restful sleep, and eating until you're comfortably full. So now, when I talk about your physical environment, think about what you have control over, okay? So if you live with other people, including pets, so pets aren't people, if you are living with pets or people... <laughs> They affect our environment. So understand again that you have some things you have direct control over and some things that you have less control over. Focus on the things that you do have control over. Have conversations with people that you have some influence with, okay? People in your family. So when it comes to staying hydrated, here are some ideas for your environment, your immediate surroundings. You could put multiple water bottles 
in strategic locations. So you could have a glass of water or one of those um, insulated water bottles on your nightstand so that when you wake up, you have the water handy right next to you. Okay, you could have another water bottle in your car, filled with water, of course, and you could have a third bottle of water or water bottle at your desk, at your office, right? Think about the different places where you would like water to be handy. Put another one in your gym bag, as an example. You could stock your refrigerator with foods that are high in water content. So foods like watermelon, cucumbers, things like that. You could have your favorite flavored waters available in your refrigerator. If you like water that's chilled, then have them in the fridge, okay? Those are things you can do, again, in your immediate surroundings. When it comes to eating more fruits and vegetables or just eating healthier, period, how do you make it convenient? So easiest way is to stock your fridge with the things that you want to eat more of, okay? And quite frankly, you may need to clean out your refrigerator first so that you can stock it. And if you want to do some planning for this, you can plan a menu, create a grocery list from that, and then go to the grocery store to stock your fridge. And then when it comes to the foods that maybe you want to eat less of, what can you do to make it less convenient for you? Again, I do not want to trigger scarcity. So by less convenient, all I want you to be doing is really raising your awareness when you're looking for that food. Because when it's inconvenient, you're going to be much more aware of that choice that you're making. And when it comes to people eating more fruits and vegetables, you can let people in your family know like, hey, this is food that I really want to focus on eating more of. So either buy more of it so everyone can have it, right? Or you could even put your name on it if you want. And then, of course, if you have the means and the desire, you could hire a chef to help with that. So again, recognize that people are part of your environment. It's not just that physical, inanimate object. People are really, really important part of your environment. So we want to enlist, we want to recruit them to help us in achieving our goals and creating those habits. And if they're hindering, if they're somehow not able to support I want you to be aware of that too. And then we can look for ways to mitigate their effects. Okay. If you want to move more, one of the things I would recommend the most is to go outside. That bright sunlight, whether it's cloudy or, or not cloudy, is going to help with your wakefulness. Especially if you get out in like the first eight hours after you wake up. Okay. Environment-wise, you could choose to park your car further away from entrances. You could choose to take the stairs instead of the elevator. As a matter of fact, in the book Blue Zones, and there's a Netflix uh, series right now about the Blue Zones as well, 
they talked about folks who lived on a steep hill and how much that actually affected their physical health because every day they had to walk up and down that steep hill. So this is environment. If you're lucky enough to live in a two-story house or in a place where you have a choice of taking the stairs or the elevator, I would say be grateful that you can take the stairs. That's a very handy opportunity. Other things you can do in terms of your environment to move more would be things like putting your tennis shoes by the door, packing your gym bag the night before. You could sign up for a fitness class. So again, we like being social. Being social makes it easier. So you could hire a trainer, you could go to a class, have other people who, uh, if you miss a class, may be calling you up and saying, hey, we missed you. And then when we talk about getting enough sleep, you could set an alarm to start your wind-down routine. That's environment. You could upgrade your mattress. If you, don't, if you have an old mattress, get a new mattress. That could make a big difference. Make sure you have comfortable sheets and pillows. Keep your room dark. Keep the temperature cool. And if you're anything like me, so I'm postmenopausal at this point, my body has a hard time regulating its temperature now. You might actually explore technologies like Eight Sleep to help with keeping the mattress cool. Okay, and then here's a really big one, is to declutter. And I actually think, I believe that decluttering helps with all of our habits. That environment, that decluttered environment, a place that feels really good, feeds that desire within us to take care of ourselves. Okay. And then the last of the fundamental five is eat until you're comfortably full. And that's all about interoception, right? We're always talking about trusting your body paying attention to what it's telling you. So how can your environment help? Well, you can choose to eat from a smaller plate. You could also get white plates. There's a lot of studies that show that eating from light-colored or white plates make a big difference to our, to our, our brain right? as we look at the plate. So filling a smaller plate may actually look like you're eating more as well. And having a smaller plate, though, gives you an opportunity to check in with yourself. Say, hey, am I still hungry? Have I had enough? And then, of course, these days, if you can eat distraction-free, like no TV, put your phone maybe in a different room, that can be helpful especially if you have a habit of like eating in front of your computer. And then lastly would be to enjoy your meals with other people. So either eat by yourself, but distraction free, or eat with other people because guess what? Socializing tends to slow down our eating process. And there's lots of other rewards with socializing as well, right? 
Okay, so those are my suggestions around how you get your physical environment and the people around you to support you in forming these healthy habits. And if you would like some coaching, as in I spend about 20 minutes with you, we talk about the goals that you have in mind, what habits you want to put in place, and how to make those happen. And we can focus specifically on your environment if you'd like. Then go to moxie-club.com and tap on Work With Amy to schedule a free mini coaching session. All right? So if you found this episode or any of the episodes in this podcast helpful, I would love, 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 love for you to share it with a friend, someone else you think would benefit. And if you would do me a favor and please write a review as well, it will really help the algorithm know that this is a podcast that people need to be able to find. Okay. And if you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me at Habit Whisper on Instagram as well as YouTube. And on Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Amy Lyon Coaching. And of course, if you have any suggestions on topics or people that you would like me to interview on this podcast, send me an email and you can send that to amy at moxie-club.com. All right. So again, if you'd like an excerpt of the book, go to thoughtsarehabits2.com to request your download and you'll be automatically added to the notification list for when the book is available for purchase and it will be available for purchase on Amazon first. All right, that's it for today. I'm going to wrap things up with a quote by Carol Dweck. No matter what your ability is, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. Mm -hmm.